Dylan Cruz made his professional baseball league debut yesterday, and he ate and left no crumbs. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. Later on, we're going to preview this Reds National Series as, again, we all know what's happened this week. The Nationals, they're playing the top two NL Central teams and they are in one of the tightest races across the sport we're going to preview that series later on as the nationals again try to play spoiler for that nl central division second segment we will get into james wood and trey lipscomb james wood you all know the the nats number one prospect as of today dylan cruz could probably jump that at this moment in time but he hit a ball about 444 feet 112 miles per hour off the bat yesterday. And what him and his offseason hitting partner, Trey Lipscomb, have been doing at that double-A level has been um, incredible. We're going to get to that just a little bit later on. But let's start off with Dylan Cruz making his debut in the Florida Coast League yesterday where it's rookie ball, if that is not a term that you're really used to. Dylan Cruz also, while he only played one game in the Florida Coast League, He is now making his low-A Fredericksburg Nationals debut tomorrow, so we're going to preview that as well as I expect a lot of Nationals fans will head down 95 to get down in that awful traffic in Fredericksburg. Let's start off with talking about his performance yesterday, and really, it's the Florida Coast League. There's no real beat reporters on site there, and really, there's no spectators or anything. It's just people within the organization, like front office members, player development guys who are down there. That's really all that is. But what Dylan Cruz did yesterday, he saw three total pitches and three total at-bats. You may ask, now, what did he do? He went three for three with a double in his first at-bat of the game. And let me say this again. Three hits in about three pitches. That is what Dylan Cruz did in his professional league debut. Now, while it is rookie ball, I don't know what pitcher he was going up against, but with rookie ball, typically at this time of the year, It's not really college guys that you're going against. It could be someone rehabbing down from the majors or even the minor leagues. But typically, it's usually like a 19-year-old just fresh out of high school. That's usually what it is. But what he did yesterday in his debut, he just gave you a little bit of a taste of what Dylan Cruz is about. That is the kind of player that the Nationals just drafted at number two overall about a month ago from today. Dylan Cruz is everything that this Nationals organization will ever need. Dylan Cruz is going to be the difference maker and kind of the face of the organization, you could say, moving forward. And now he gets his debut tomorrow in Fredericksburg. And oh, by the way, how funny is it? They are wearing Superman jerseys for that ball game tomorrow. And this was planned way before Dylan Cruz was ever going to be coming. So now he's going to be making his debut, the Fredericksburg Nationals, and a lot of people are going to be down there. So let's discuss it. When I think of Dylan Cruz as a 21-year-old, someone who's fresh out of college, just dominated, had one of the best seasons in college baseball history, 
this guy's going to work his way through the majors pretty damn quick. And we all know that. We've all kind of expected this. So if you're planning to go see Dylan Cruz at some point, and if you're from the DMV area within, you know, Fairfax County, Loudoun County, Montgomery, PG, Washington, D.C., whatever it may be, you should go down to Fredericksburg and you should probably go down within the next few days just because that's how kind of quick Dylan Cruz is expected to get that bump up to high A or even double A. Who really knows at this point with what the Nationals will do? But I can tell you this. He's not going to be down in low A Fredericksburg for that long. It's just a step up from rookie ball. And at this moment in time, Dylan Cruz and the competition that he was facing at the SEC is probably comparable, if not even a tad better than what low A Fredericksburg is. Now, all these guys are pros and the college arms that he was facing. Not all of them are going to be pros. But I can tell you this, when you're a little older, when you're a little more mature in that college atmosphere down at the Southeastern Conference, this guy was playing legit ball players. And I'm not the biggest college baseball fan, I will admit, but I can tell you this one thing, the jump from the SEC towards the minor league baseball is not that great of a jump as you may think. So I think what we're going to expect with Dylan Cruz is to hit the ground running in tomorrow's matchup. And I truly do believe that. I really think that Dylan Cruz at this moment in time will probably be with Fredericksburg for about a week or two. And that's probably how it should be just because of the kind of hype that Dylan Cruz has acclimated over the years. This guy was going to be a first-round pick out of high school back in 2020. He pulled his name out of the draft because of that COVID season. We all know COVID in 2020 ruined everything. We all know it. But it also ruined stock for a lot of those high school players that got their season canceled. Dylan Cruz was amongst some of those victims who didn't really get to show what they were made of. And so a lot of those guys... They pulled their names out of the draft, and you find them going to college, and now you start to see them getting in this draft stock, getting in and being an impact player in this organization, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Just because of the promise of what Dylan Cruz has already shown us. And it's not just from that one game down in the Florida Coast League. You saw some reports, which I believe Talk Nats over on Twitter, he had that that he was going up against Carl Edwards Jr. and as well as possibly Tanner Rainey down taking BP while others, Yo-Yo Morales, you know, another really high prospect in this national system, a top 20 prospect in this draft and a lot of different sites. He was also added to this team. So he's going to be joining Yo-Yo Morales. He's going to be joining Gavin Dugas, one of his best friends from LSU, who's already up in Fredericksburg. Tomorrow is the game to see. I'm just telling you that right here right now if you are into looking forward toward this team in the future and really getting to know these prospects kind of before they become the cool guys to look at you should be going to Fredericksburg now not everyone can get down there and I'm not saying that I will be down there but you got to find a way just because if you are into this Nationals club if you are into the future of this ball club Fredericksburg's the closest affiliate that this Nationals team has. It's about an hour drive without traffic, which is about 2% of the time. You can get down there and make some magic happen. That is what I expect with Dylan Cruz and the rest of this Fredericksburg Nationals team because they actually have struggled a lot this year when it comes to wins and losses. And not only that, 
Dylan Cruz and Gavin Dugas and Yo-Yo Morales and all those guys, they aren't the only ones just down in Fredericksburg as we sit here today. There's also Yarlin Susana, someone who is throwing 102 miles per hour. And while he has struggled over the last month, he's still one of the Nationals' better pitching prospects in the organization. And at some people, they think he's probably the best. And I think for sure, he's probably got the highest ceiling out of any of the prospects in this system right here, right now. So if you're into checking out the future of this Nationals ball club and what could be going on, we all got to go down to Fredericksburg tomorrow because that is the kind of hype that Dylan Cruz has brought to us. That is the kind of hype that he will deliver down the road for this organization. Listen, with what this guy has done in just one game, I'm ready to call him up. I truly am. Now, I say that a little tongue-in-cheek, kind of jokingly. But still, if you were to insert him at the three-hole of this lineup, where would he be right now? Where, where would his numbers stand compared to others on this team? Like Elaine Thomas, someone who's been one of the best Nationals hitter. What about Stone Garrett? What about Kibert Ruiz, Luis Garcia, all those guys? Where would he stack up against them? Now, I don't think he would have the numbers of Elaine Thomas, but Dylan Cruz is one of the more promised, polished prospects that we have seen come out of the draft in quite some time. So he's going to fly his way through this national system. And he also could be bringing others along too, and that is Trey Lipscomb and number one prospect as we sit here today, James Wood. James Wood, top five prospect, and Trey Lipscomb, a top 20 prospect in this organization that will be working his way up those rankings probably anytime soon. I'm going to tell you guys about James Wood and Trey Lipscomb and what they have done in AA Harrisburg in particular just over the last two days. But if you look at their numbers, we got to start talking about these two guys because we talk about James Wood, but not a lot about Trey Lipscomb. So now it's time to give them both. They're flyers. But before we do this, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at eBay Motors. And guys, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know the part will fit or your money goes back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions do apply And now let's get back into it as we are going to discuss Trey Lipscomb and James Wood for this segment. Later on in today's show, we will preview this Reds National Series as the Nationals continue to try to play spoiler in that NL Central Division. I'll have that preview just a tad later on. But let's start off with talking about the future of this Nationals team. We're going to start off with Trey Lipscomb. Over his last few games in Harrisburg, as he was sent up there, 
from high A Wilmington, where he had really good numbers for, again, a really tough ballpark to hit in, as we've highlighted in the past with Brady House and James Wood. So now they're all there, meaning Trey Lipscomb, Brady House, and James Wood. And oh, just for the record, Brady House is still killing the baseball. He is still rising up through these rankings. You're going to see a huge boost in whatever comes out with Brady House. But again, let's talk about Trey Lipscomb because what this guy has done over the last few games here has been nothing short of just simply incredible. What this kid has done, just talking about it like this, I'm starting to think that Trey Lipscomb, not only is he going to be a solid contributor in the major leagues, he actually might have a real opportunity to take a spot up in the big leagues. Not anytime soon. I don't believe this is someone who will be in the major leagues come even this September. While he is in double A, while the speculation has been around, you know who, trying to get his opportunities with James Wood up in the major leagues. We'll see what happens there. But over the last two games, and really three games when you look at it, he's gotten three hits in yesterday's ball game, and it wasn't just three normal hits. Let me just add that. This guy is starting to rip the cover off the baseball as soon as this guy makes contact with any of it. And when you talk about his slugging and really what he didn't do down in Wilmington, he's making up for it in double A. As he sits here today, through 43 games in Harrisburg, he's got a 320 batting average. He's got a 343 on base percentage and a 500 slugging. That is an 843 OPS in 43 games. And in that span as well, what he has done, seven home runs, 27 RBIs, 32 strikeouts, which is a decent amount compared to only five walks. But again, what he has done with the power and putting that on display as a power third baseman or even potentially a second baseman because the latest development with Trey Lipscomb is that this guy has now played all four infielder positions down in the minor leagues. He's starting to set himself up as someone who could be that utility depth kind of guy, but forget that part for a second. He's going to find his chance at some point next season starting in the big leagues. Now, unless he has some crazy fall off, which at this moment, how could you anticipate a fall off for someone like him for what he has done. And let me say this again, high a Wilmington is a tough place to hit. It's all been recognized. All the numbers down there have been really bad slugging wise in particular. The dimensions are all weird. The big wall out there and center and right and left. It's just a weird ballpark to hit in. He was semi-successful there, had some really nice exit velos down there. He moved up to double-A Harrisburg as well as Brady House. And what they have done, both those third basemen who are pretty comparable when it comes to defense, Trey Lipscomb is starting to give himself a little bit of a run for his money. Just from what he has shown us, and his numbers are a little inflated considering what this guy has done over the last two games because two games ago, he hit two home runs and had about four different hits in that game. That's the kind of prospect that we're dealing with at this moment in time that may not get discussed about like the rest of them, like the Dylan Cruz, like the James Wood, all those different guys in this system. But it's starting to kind of feel like Mike Rizzo may have found something in this draft in 2022 because he was a third round pick out of the University of Tennessee. And last year, the University of Tennessee was one of the best regular season teams that we saw. Trey Lipscomb was in the middle of that lineup. 
This guy is not some pushover prospect as right now he's a number 20 prospect in this organization. That's going to change and it's probably going to change real damn soon. Now let's talk about James Wood as we don't talk about James Wood enough on this show. Let's just put it that way. James Wood and what he did in yesterday's ball game. Now, while he only had one hit, that hit was a 440-foot home run, 444-foot home run. I'm not going to short him by four feet. That's a lot of feet there. 112 miles per hour off the bat. Now, just the fan in me, this is the fan, Ryan Clary speaking. That is absurd. That is absurd that James Wood is putting on that power display as a 20-year-old right now. And yes, while he may be six foot six, 220 pounds, I don't care. If you're hitting the ball 112 miles per hour off the bat, hitting those 444-foot home runs, and then the other day, two games before that, he also added another home run that went over the batter's eye in dead center field. They only measured it at 392 feet, but there's no way it only flew that short. Because dead center is about 402 feet there. It went over the batter's eye. And again, dead center field. This is the power that James Wood has always kind of promised us when back when even we made that trade with the Padres. This is the kind of guy that we are expecting from here on out. Because while he has struggled a little bit down in double A, considering he has 68 strikeouts in 49 games, in which he only had 49 strikeouts in 42 games in high A Wilmington. This is not someone who is a finished product just yet. But you just see the little portions of his game and the impact that he will have in this Nationals organization. Because when you kind of put this all together, think about this. Dylan Cruz is kind of your Anthony Rendon kind of bat that we're getting. That's kind of what I see in Dylan Cruz. That's the kind of production that I see out of him. He could have that power to have 35 home runs. He could have the ability to get up to 100-plus RBIs if he's put in the right situation. But James Wood is going to have the opportunity to bat behind someone like a Dylan Cruz. And you kind of need that one-two power punch, the way that Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon were back in 2019, the way that Bryce Harper and Trey Turner were. These are things are starting to add up in the organization, and that is kind of when I see the vision of this Nationals team when it comes to the future. Because that's what this season is about. I say it every day almost, but it really just is. I think we all think about this, really. This team and what this major league club is doing in 2023, you start to see the pieces that are clicking up in the big leagues. Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore both pitching well. Jake Irvin showing some promise recently. Josiah Gray just doing whatever he does, which is awesome. National League All-Star pitcher. Keybert Ruiz, he struggled, but even then, you see the promise. C.J. Abrams, the step up that he has taken. And everyone who talked about the Trey Turner comparisons, me, I did too. You're starting to see those at an earlier age than what Trey Turner did it at, 22 years old, only two years older than James Wood. You're starting to see these pieces add up. And now with Dylan Cruz going to Fredericksburg tomorrow, it's starting to get a little more real. Because at this time next year, think about it this way. You could have James Wood, Brady House, Dylan Cruz, Trey Lipscomb, 
and who knows what else. If Robert Hassel turns it around in double A, which so far he hasn't really. But if all those things come to fruition, think about what this Nationals team could look like a year now from today. It would look a lot different, and it would look a lot better, and that is when you would start to see this rebuild really come into fruition. That is when we would start to see things happening in which we want to see them, like development of the young players. But this is a process. It's a process that this Nationals team will have to continue to go after because it's not done. This Nationals team, they can't pick in the top 10 this year because of the new anti-tanking rules is what I've labeled that. It's the Baltimore Orioles rule. And now we see why tanking is pretty useful. Because if you can use those draft picks, if you can get the right talent in your system, it's going to set you up for a long, long run, just like it did with the Nationals in the 2000s. The being awful for years, it paid off in the long run to have that decade window of a championship run. Ultimately, we only got one out of it, but we saw it. And it's going to happen again. And in my mind, we're starting to stockpile some real, legit prospects that could be even better than some of the guys that we had in the 2010s. We'll just have to see because the numbers are just the numbers, but I'm going to keep an eye on that for you. The Nationals play the Reds tonight at 640 Eastern time as you can catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. Now, let's get into previewing the Cincinnati Reds Washington Nationals series. I'll tell you about the pitching matchup tonight after this. And now we're into it as the Nationals are trying to play NL Central spoilers yet again after they took two of three games against the Milwaukee Brewers, having that weird walk-off win in which kind of was a little bit of a deja vu moment for that Brewers club. Blue lead late in the game, 2019 wildcard game. We all know what happened. A weird broken bat hit from Dominic Smith. They're not broken bat, but you know what I mean. A weird hit to the left left side of the infield. Dominic Smith going the other way, getting jammed. What a weird way to win. So the Nationals, they took two of three, and now they have to go into Cincinnati. And as Bill Belichick once said, we're on to Cincinnati. So let's talk about it. Tonight's ball game, you got Patrick Corbin on the mound. But good news, and if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, you guys gave me a lot of crap for this guy last time, Graham Ashcraft. Graham Ashcraft, at this moment in time, has a higher ERA than Patrick Corbin. He is 6-7 and seven with a 5-3-1 ERA. Now, Patrick Corbin's numbers aren't just rainbows and butterflies. It's a 7-11 record with a 5-0-7 ERA. Here's the key for tonight's game, as it is always. With this Nationals team, when you go up against a pitcher who has struggled immensely over this season, like a Graham Ashcraft, you have to take advantage of what will come. You have to take advantage of gifts that are wrapped for you. Now, while we can control this part, this Nationals team and the expectations are probably a little bit lower when it comes to your team without J. Mayor Candelario. But again, this is a gift wrap present that is for this Nationals team going up against someone that you can take advantage of on the base path. His stuff isn't anything special. Now, while a lot of Reds fans, a lot of Reds beat writers and everything, they think highly of Graham Ashcraft as they probably should. He does have talent. But at this moment, 
he's struggling. He is struggling mightily. And now on the other hand, you could say, well, Patrick Corbin is also struggling. And you're right. But also Patrick Corbin has this weird ability to somehow, some way, find a way to just click at the most random times possible. Because we saw earlier this season, Patrick Corbin kind of went through a stretch where I believe he had a 3-3 ERA over about five different starts. That's pretty good when it comes to Patrick Corbin. In fact, that's very good. But with Patrick Corbin, what he has struggled with the most is the snowball effect with these innings. You see at times with Corbin where he'll just simply give up a hit and then it'll just keep on coming. Then the power comes from the other side of the dish. But when you have a team like the Reds with a struggling Ellie De La Cruz, because that's always been the talk of town when it comes to this Reds team, Ellie De La Cruz and what he does best, which is steal bags, hit for power, and basically do everything better than everybody else on the baseball field. He's been struggling a lot, though, recently. And this Cincinnati Reds team has also struggled a little bit as of recent. They weren't that hot ball club back in early July. They are still good. They still have the potential to be good. But as we've seen over the course of the Chicago Cubs series, their bullpen is not that great. Their bullpen has a lot of missing pieces, as does its Nationals team. So when you're playing tonight against this Reds team, you may think, ooh, this is going to be a tough game. No, they have the better offense. They have the better talent overall. They've been rebuilding for 10 years now. They have the better talent and all that. But still, this Nationals team, don't just roll over on them. The Milwaukee Brewers, they rolled over on us. And what happened? They lost two of three games in a series that they had circled in red pen that they needed to win. The Cincinnati Reds, they got to do the same thing tonight, and it's not going to come easy. But also, like I said, it's not just Graham Ashcraft versus Patrick Corbin. Saturday's ball game, you got yet to be named Andrew Abbott going up against, it could be Trevor Williams, he comes off the bereavement list, but who knows at this moment in time who it will be. Sunday's matchup, you got a relatively decent pitching matchup as you got Jake Irvin against whoever the Cincinnati Reds decide to throw against the Nationals. It's going to be an interesting series, and I can't wait because, again, this is postseason baseball when it comes to rebuilding teams. It is trying to knock the other teams out of contention. That is postseason baseball here in the DMV for the year of 2023. You guys can catch the Nationals play the Reds tonight at 640 Eastern time as Graham Ashcraft takes on lefty, hefty, the heftiest of all lefties, Patrick Corbin. Catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Enjoy the weekend. If you're going over a Dylan Cruz debut, shoot me a DM at RyanClary11. We'll link up there. Have a good one. Go Nats and go Fred Nats and then go Dylan Cruz.